Our God is a great king above all gods. Amen. Today we're going to graduate some college seniors that are now not college seniors anymore. Uh, they've already graduated, so really this is a nothing ceremony. But to me it means a lot because it's fun for me to see who were once in my youth group, people walk across the stage, right? And that's an, that's an amazing testimony of the faithfulness of the Lord, the goodness of the Lord, but also see what happens. I was reminiscing back on my college years, the old glory days. Uh, they were not. They were not glory days. Here's how I started going to college. The, the night before I had to leave, I went to college about seven hours away. I was laying in my bed trying to figure out what was going on, what was happening. I had never been away from home for that long before. Um, and here I am, you know, in my own insecurities and figuring out, am I smart enough? Am I strong enough? Am I going to make it? Am I going to be a little fish in a big pond? What's it going to be like? And I just started bawling. Yeah, started crying, and I was nervous. I was anxious. I was sad. I was big, and I was scared at the same time, right? And these are things that we don't talk about. This happened in the privacy of my bedroom. I actually, I think Stephen was with me, <laughs> so that's different. But anyway... But I was crying, not just crying out to the Lord. I was physically and emotionally saddened and terrified as to not, not knowing what was going to happen to me. Not understanding the changes that were about to occur in my life. Not understanding where I was fully going and what I was about to look into. But knowing that I needed to go for some reason. And I didn't fully gather that yet. So there I was in my emotions. I just let it out. And then we left for my journey the next day and uh, watching parents drive away. You know, you try to put on a stern face. I don't know if it was, this is aimed for you guys. I, I work at a high school now. And so I talked to all the seniors and everybody's ready to get out, right? Everybody's ready to leave the house, to leave, to find their own spot. That's all well and good. But I watched my family leave and I was like, wait, this dude's not in the car. So it was a little bit scary to see that as my experience, but the Lord used it for something great in my life. I'm sure you all are well well more stronger than I am and all the rest. But this is me. But today we're going to look at something similar. We're going to look at what following a leader looks like. We learn from this at a young age, and everyone wants to be the leader. Everybody wants to be in control. But what does it take to step out in faith in a culture of change, a culture of transition, following the Lord's lead in a time of change or uncertainty? So if you bear with me, we're going to look at the story of Joshua and the people of Israel as they're coming across the Jordan into the Promised Land. I chose this passage, and I believe it's from the Lord, because it's two things. It connects with what we're learning in the children's ministry. If you guys have been coming home, they're learning things throughout the book of Joshua and how Joshua led the, the, the Israelites in the Promised Land and how to be brave and knowing who the Lord is and His leading. And so we do this, this tagline, uh, God help me be brave, and then they're supposed to put their hands on their hips like a superhero and say, we are brave. So if you guys ever want to do that for your little kids, go for it. Just tying it in. That's all I'm doing, tying it in, connecting. Okay, it's one church. Very good. Uh, but then also this connects to where Stephen spoke on last week. He brought us in his sermon across into the promised land and looked at some things that happened afterwards. I just want to rewind a little bit and look at what the Lord did to set the stage, right? So let's just think about this. How would you like to be wandering in the desert for years? No. Not knowing where you're going fully, knowing that there's something great coming, but not knowing where you're going, not understanding fully what's taking place, feeling the effects of fatigue in a hot desert, living a nomadic life, picking up all your things, moving from one spot to the next at the Lord's command. There's a large aspect of change that occurs in the people of Israel. 
Think with me just emotionally, just the things that would have gone on beyond what we see in the story. I'm not trying to add the scripture. Please don't get me wrong here. But I do want to put myself in their place and say, man, that is not an easy way to live life. Right? And a lot of what took place also because of sins and all the rest that took place, the older generation dies off. And then that younger generation that was grown and developed in the wilderness, in the wanderings, are the ones now that are alive. So majoritively, all they've known is wandering. All they've known is a nomadic lifestyle in deserts. And they're, they're hearing something of a promised land. They're hearing something of a homecoming. What does a home even look like to people that have just moved from one spot to the next all their lives? Change in our life is something that I believe the Lord uses to not only root us in his word, but to propel us in mission. But the way that you deal with change, the way that you see yourself through it, the way that you act in it, determines a lot for your growth and for that mission, for that plan. And so today I just want to talk really quick about what does it look like to follow the leader? And I have boiled this scripture down so simplistically, I'm proud of it. (laughs) Ready, set, go. Ready, set, go are my three points. You've got to remember that one, right? Even those that just graduated college, you've got to remember that one. Ready, set, go. We're going to look at Joshua 3. If you turn there in your Bibles, I also have it on the the board. We're going to start. I'm going to cheat a little bit here and start in verse 3. So I didn't put that on the slide. That's my bad. Let's do it. Joshua 3, 3. It says, As soon as you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. Yet there shall be a distance between you and it about 2,000 cubits in length. So that is a little bit over half a mile. right? So the people of Israel are following the ark. That's what's happening here. And the ark is about a little over a half a mile in front of them. All right. Do not come near it in order that you may know in order that you may know the way you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. A lot of times in life, okay, I, forgive me if you're a guest with us, if you're online, I love interjecting while I'm reading scripture. But the reality here is there are too many great things for me to cover in a sermon, so I just spit out little things here and there that I find amazing to me. But the Lord is saying, do not come near it in order that you may not know where you shall go. So there is this idea of the ark obviously representing the presence of God, and so there is this holiness about it. All throughout the Old Testament, we see that you cannot come near it. You, you have to access it in a proper way. Only specific people can carry it in a particular way at a particular, at a particular time. So even touching it can lead to death because it's mistreating the presence of God, right? So there's a holiness, but there's also right here, it's not really talking much about the holiness. It's saying, do not come near it in order that you may know the way you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. And so we're talking about change. It's a lot of transition, not with our graduates only, but with us in culture, with us politically, with us in all realms of life, I feel like. There are so many things going on and transitioning and changing, going from being quarantined in a home and isolated to now, how do we live again in the public sphere? Being from online church to now, look at us. We get to be together and worship God together, which is a beautiful thing, right? And that's the way the Lord designated. But you have not passed this way before. When you go on to places where you've not gone before, you've got to understand the correct directives of God to get there in his time, in his way. All right. So then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua said to the priests, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. 
Here we go. Now you can follow with me if you don't have your Bibles. Forgive me. The Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Wow, that's a bold statement. And as for you, command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, when you come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. Joshua said to the people of Israel, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Here is how you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will, without fail, drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Jerjasites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of the earth is passing before you into the Jordan. Now therefore take twelve men from the tribes of Israel, from each tribe a man, and when the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing, and the waters coming down from above shall stand in one heap. Okay, so what is this remembrance of? What comes to your mind automatically? The Red Sea. The Red sea? Anybody else? Them coming out of Egypt? This is an amazing thing. They come out of Egypt in the same way that they go into the Promised Land. God is so, so minute in His details. And it's so wonderful in his plan. He's always communicating something. Don't miss it. So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as soon as those bearing the Ark had come as far as the Jordan, and the feet of the priests bearing the Ark were dipped in the brink of the water, now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. The waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far away at Adam. So that's about 18 miles north of where they are, just to let you know. Um, the city that is beside Zarethan and those flowing down toward the Sea of Araba, the, the, the Salt Sea, were completely cut off, and the people passed over opposite Jericho. Now the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel was passing over on dry ground until all the nation, until all the nation. Church family, this is the very first time that the Lord calls them a nation, except through what He promised to Abraham and what He promised through Moses. They're no longer a people because the promises fulfilled to them are now coming to fruition as they come in their rest and have a home in the promised land. And so this text is, is hugely important. There's so much here. I've tried to boil it down, but this is a series on a series. You know what I'm saying? It says, Now the priests bearing the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground, in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel was passing over on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan. If you look through the text ahead, it's always said the people of Israel, people of Israel, people of Israel. Now the Lord has united them with a calling and a purpose, resting them in the promised land and giving them a home. We're looking at what does it look like to be, to be on mission for the Lord and ready to go wherever we are in any time of transition and change. My first principle for you is this. Ready yourself with the Word of God. Ready, set, go. Huh? You, you like that? Ready yourself with the Word of God. Follow the Word. Know that you are called. If you look here, this is uh, Joshua 3, 9 through 11. And it reads like this. And Joshua said to the people of Israel, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, here is how you shall know the living God is among you and that he is without fail will drive out all your enemies. 
and then he gives them instruction, the ark will pass before you. And so this is an amazing passage, I think, as we ready yourself with the word of God. The beauty is, first come and listen to the words of the Lord. Before Joshua did anything with the people, before they crossed on dry ground, before they saw the wonders of the Lord there before them, he says, first come and listen, come and hear. Receive what the Lord has for you and hear the words of the Lord so you know your directives. In any situation in life that we go through, in any form of change, in any form of trial, anxiety, nervousness, even the heights or the lows, first pause before the Lord and hear his directives. Come and hear the words of the Lord. And then Joshua said, this is how you're going to know it's going to happen. I'm going to have the altar or the presence of God pass before you, and this is what's going to happen to the waters. And so there's also a showing of his wonder and majesty. This is amazing because remember, a lot of the people here are those that have been born in the wilderness and maybe didn't experience what it looked like coming out of Egypt. They've heard stories. They've heard of the wonders. They've heard of the plagues. They've heard of everything, but they've not seen in that way the same God. Of course, they saw throughout the manna. They've seen the Ten Commandments. They see, things have happened, right? But in the same way of deliverance, here God is replaying that same story. In chapter 4, we actually find that this is happening. Um, the people came up out of the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month, and they camped at Gilgal which is the exact same time that they came out of Egypt. So everything is being replayed. Every scene is coming back again. It's during Passover. It's when it happens. The same time of year, the same day of the month, and God is saying over and over, I've delivered you from Egypt. I'm delivering you in the promised land. I'm fulfilling my covenant to you. My promises are secure. Rest in me who's your God is. And follow through, and no matter what the change no matter what you're going through, I'm the deliverer. I'm the one bringing you through. And so there's this beautiful reality of before you do anything, ready yourself with the word of God. Follow the word and know that you are called. God uses this opportunity in Joshua's life specifically to know calling and directive and to bring him and the people through. So first and foremost, ready yourself. Oh, the kids are coming. Second is set your feet where the Lord tells you to go. Set your feet on firm footing. So the Lord brings them. He brings them to the water's edge. The priests come up and they set their feet on dry ground where there is a consistent posture and security in the things that they stand on. When we pursue the things of the Lord, no matter what we go through in life, we ready ourselves with the word of God first and foremost. And we set our feet where he tells us to stand. Where your feet are tells a lot about your life. It matters. If your words aren't communicating something, your feet are. Where you're standing, where you're going, what you do in life communicates. And so first and foremost, we hear that the word of God should be central. We ready ourselves with the word of God. We set our feet firmly where the Lord tells us to. Specifically, the priests here set their feet on firm, dry ground, showing the very majesty and opulence of the Lord's plan. Where you put your feet matters. Stand firm in posture. And the last thing is this, go. Follow his course. Set out, set out from your tent. This is verse 314. I'm just going to read it because it's awesome. Hold on. So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as soon as those bearing the Ark had come as far as the Jordan and the feet of the priests of the Ark were dipped in the brink of the water, 
the waters stood up. And so the beautiful thing is you set your feet where the Lord tells you and then you follow his course. Set, set out from your tent, leave behind the comforts of your plans for the opulence of his calling. Leave behind the comfort of your plans for the opulence of the Lord's calling. The ark precedes the people in the same way that the Lord's presence directs and precedes us in life. This is all so that people will know. This is four, chapter, 20, chapter 4, verse 24. So that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord, that the hand of the Lord is mighty and that he is the one that you fear because he's God forever. After all this takes place, it's truly amazing. It says... Um, at the very front of verse 5, as soon as all the kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan to the west and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan, their hearts melted and there was no longer any spirit in them because of the people of Israel. The Lord's directives and the Lord's commands pave the way for the, the mission he wants to lead you on. So ready yourself in the word of God. Set your feet firmly where the Lord tells you to. And then go following his course, following his direct, excuse me, following his mission. Um, the Lord is truly great to us. It's very difficult to uh, miss the opportunity also to say, you know, the, through the waters of the Jordan, the Lord commissions Joshua. And through these waters of the Jordan, the Lord inaugurates Jesus' ministry as well. This is the very same location where Jesus was baptized 1,400 years later. And so what's occurring here is a constant reminder is a constant missional statement of redemptive history to say the Lord continually delivers. If it's Egypt in the Red Sea, Jordan here coming into the Promised Land, Jesus in his baptism and commissioning to go forth and do his thing, the Lord is always in control and always delivering. So no matter what the change in life may be for those graduates, for those of us here today, whatever it may look like, the Lord is in control. Ready yourself with the Word of God. Set your feet firmly where He tells you to. Be present there, and then go following his course and obeying his mission in life. God is great. He's a great king above all kings. Let's pray, and then let's honor these graduates. Jesus, we honor you. We magnify you, and we say thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for your sacrifice, and that we know life and life more abundantly. So, Father, all the things in life we just yield before you to say, may you be glorified in how we live and how we live faithfully in your mission and in your presence. For those that are going through change or transition, Father God, I pray that they would know, Lord Jesus, where you are setting them, that they would know a firm foundation on you and your word, and they would go forth, Lord Jesus, in your directive and your word, knowing that they live for you and for your glory. We need you, Jesus. We love you, and we honor you in your name. Amen.